When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, happy Friday edition. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fornball. Big man out today. No rest for the weary. He's traveling. He's got the Texas A&M Alabama game tomorrow on radio. 11.30 a.m. Eastern right here ESPN Radio. So you'll be able to hear from the big fella. We go to the bullpen. It's our top arm, Randy Scott. Oh, oh, top arm. Top arm. Because you said it was it was back in the in the fridge. I was made a mistake yeah. earlier in the show, correcting <laughs> that mistake later. Maybe it was in the Randy show. Clark you were thinking Randy of. Maybe Clark it was Randy. Made that mistake as well. <laughs> razor sharp performance today from one Joseph Harrison Fortinball the fourth. Speaking of razor sharp performances, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And last night, history was made. Long rebound dug up by Gabby Marshall. Scoops a pass to Clark. Logo three. Got it. 22 is now number one. Caitlin Clark is the NCAA's all-time scoring leader in women's basketball history. Fitting a logo three. 49 points. 49, which by the way is a school record. One up on the 48 drop by Megan Gustafson. 49 points in a 106-89 victory over Michigan. Caitlin Clark becomes the highest scoring player in women's college basketball history. She's now only 98 points shy of Pistol Pete Maravich, the highest scoring collegiate player of all time. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the fact that Logo 3 is just part of the vernacular... 20 years ago, this would have been people rioting. How dare you pull up from the logo? And now it's just casual. It's yeah. logo three. No, it's, part That's of, it. it's part of her game. It's part of the in-game range. You know, in-gym in in range, in-game shot selection that she takes. And I, I, I'm struggling to think of, you know, she's Steph Curry-esque. She's Sabrina Ionescu-esque. Like, I'm trying to think of the last couple of players that came through where you were like, yeah, that's not a bad shot. That's not showing up the opponent. It's right. not. It's in rhythm. Like that is in her bag. I mean, maybe Luca, but we didn't see Luca on a collegiate level. So that's what True. makes this. That's what it, it, part of what makes it so special. They're also a top team. They're a, the fourth ranked team in the country. Depending on the bracketology that you look at, they're either a one seed or a two seed in the NCAA women's tournament. And she also had you know thirteen, fourteen assists last night. Like she's she's contributing in in, in a lot of different ways. But to see the rock star vibe, like I tried to put this in a pro wrestling, you know, parlance, but there was a tweet that said when the when, when that shot goes in, there's just a nat pop, a crowd pop there at Iowa City that sounds like Stone Cold's glass yeah. breaking. You well know done, what I mean? Randy. At the height of the of the attitude era. You know what I'm talking about? Like it is just such you know, it was inevitable. She came in eight points shy. There was no doubt, barring injury, that she was going to get that record. She did it in a 23-point first quarter that she had. She had 23 points in the first quarter, did it right away, took the mystery out of it. They didn't stop the game. They played on. But still, the, the, the vibe, the atmosphere, the intensity, the energy was through the roof. Her swagger's through the roof. She plays yeah. with swagger. Like, she's got yeah. the showmanship angle down. I love the fact—I'm not saying this is all by design, but— 
you know, she comes in eight points shy. They're at home. Previous game, they're on the road. Everything about this was done the right way. Yeah. It was just, I'm yeah. not saying by design, but just it yeah. happens at home. It happens in a situation where they don't need you to go for 53. You needed eight. So you had a casual game to pull it off. You got a hated rival in Michigan, but you're like an 18-point favorite. So mm-hmm. everything is set up there for it to be a wonderful night. And it was a wonderful night. Phenomenal. So much so, Tim Legler, a good friend of the show, one of the bright basketball minds here at ESPN, is speaking about this and Caitlin Clark's place in history now and had this to say. It's hard to even put into words how dominant she is in the sport. For me personally, she's probably top five most entertaining basketball player I've ever watched, NBA included. And I've got some that are just like iconic to me that changed the course of my life. Larry Bird being probably at the top of that list. I put Caitlin Clark in that category with a Steph Curry for me, a Caitlin Clark. I could watch her play every single night. Okay. There's a lot here, so we're going to pace ourselves. This show does not cannonball into the hot tub. We like to ease it. We put the foot in, realize it's a little hot. We, t- we go down a couple degrees. We figure it out perfectly. Kids might be coming. There's a whole situation. Uh-huh. Hot tub needs to be done in optimum fashion. Legler's saying top five, but it, I think he's talking about entertaining, right? He's not saying top five. Can we play this again? I want to get the exact wording correct so that we can properly dissect this and agree, disagree, and then fire off recklessly our takes. It's hard to even put into words how dominant she is in the sport. For me personally, she's probably top five most entertaining basketball player I've ever watched. NBA included. Top five most entertaining that he's ever watched. Mm -hmm. Most entertaining. He goes on to mention Curry and Bird. So I'm imagining those two are on the list. So Curry, Bird, Caitlin Clark. I'd put put Magic. I'd put Jordan up there. You know? I mean, I, I get what he's saying because there was... I put Maravich up there too. I, I wasn't, he, he's before my time, but like in terms of selling out on the road and, and, and sort of winning all the 50 50 balls in terms of fandom, you know what I mean? If you're an, un, if you're just a basketball fan, you're going to root for Caitlin Clark. Yes. Well and you're going to pay good money to go out there and see it. Very well. Said. So I think that's, that's, I don't want to put words in legs' mouth, but that's, I think part of what he's getting at is just who is a draw? Who is an exciting watch? <laughs> that sentence, I don't want to put words in. In Legs's mouth, right, right, right. In Tim's, in Tim's mouth. I'm sorry, mouth. I wasn't gonna be no. able to let that go. But like, but you know, for me, growing up in the DC area, first of all, I saw Legs. Yeah, right. I mean, he was he was our three, he was the bullets. He was our three point champion. It was fun to watch, right? Um, but also, I saw Iverson at Georgetown. Like, That's a that. Dude I, I'm a college. Sixers fan. 2001 was the best basketball season I ever had watching oh, yeah. my team play. I love that. Season. I mean, I was in middle school when Kobe came out, so like Kobe was 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 that for me. You know, I mean, like. Jordan was that for me, getting out of school. Jordan's the only guy, professional athlete, that I got out of school. I was allowed to get out of school and go see. And they lost to the Bullets. Legs wasn't on that team. Uh, that was Murasan and Weber and Juwan Howard and all that. But, like, the, like Murasan, okay, <laughs> Murasan. Let's, let's use him, though, as a flash in the pan. He he was one or two years, tops. Caitlin Clark is just beginning. Caitlin Clark is just beginning. We're, we're at the on-ramp of her success here so like i i get what legs is saying i you know maybe caught up in the moment top five because i think you and i could come up with some other names but, maybe but the fact that she's firmly in this conversation that's saying something maybe and i think people will hear that and say he's being ridiculous he's a prisoner of the moment but again when you're talking about most entertaining entertainment by definition 
you're paying for it in most instances. Not not yeah. here. This entertainment you can get for free. Yeah, but shows where you and I are at. But the get in price was look, twenty look, times. The, yes, the that's face the value. Key. Carlin talked about how when they were playing at Rutgers, it was five hundred bucks to get in the building. If the prices are yeah. that high to see. What, what was it to see? Go see Taylor Swift. Well, Did you go say, see that? Uh, I didn't go, but I had tickets that I, I couldn't use them in Tampa, so I got rid of them. What happened? Uh, the flight, the whole thing. Like it just wasn't. You know, uh, it's, it's sorry the, to hear that. The relationship at the time. Oh, you know, just, okay. it just wasn't. It was, yeah. So uh, I don't know how much time you have. But uh, no, we got about another like, fifty-three but again, minutes. <laughs> but again, face value. I think I got. I think I got. You know, like four tickets for for a thousand out the door, and I think they went for four. You know what I mean? A thousand a piece? No. Total. Two fifty a piece, all in. So you got yeah. the fa- you got the face and, value, uh, but ticket, you know, like, like you get the upcharge, you get the, oh, fee, the fees, you get the, the service just... fee, and you get the oh, you actually want to go fee, and you like yeah. oh, you want the emailed fee, and like you get all the yeah. the, fee the fi- fact fi- that you're actually on this website, that's the, another six dollars. Yeah, the fee fifo fum fee, like you get like all, all all that stuff. <laughs> but 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 that was a four time multiplier. We're talking twenty five times. I mean, there's, there, last night at at Carver it was fifteen dollars face value, and to get in was right around four hundred. I don't know what I'm not good at math, but that's like 25 times. That's insane. Crazy. That's insane, and that speaks to the popularity. Now you are going to see history, but outside of it, there were other games. Again, the Carlin game at Rutgers, 500 bucks. Like that's the draw. There's an Ohio State one coming up. She's it's 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 incredible. If you haven't seen it, just watching her play, she plays with a ruthlessness about her too. Just ruthless. People don't realize this. All those points to start the game, they were all hers. She was yeah. going to get that record immediately. You know what stands out, too? And Steph is on this list for legs, and that's what's what's making it kind of spring to mind. But Steph and, obviously, you know, Caitlin Clark, you know, like, we're not playing above the rim. You know nope. what I'm saying? Like, you are electrifying with ball handling. You are electrifying with range. You are electrifying with shot making, play creation, all of it. Like, you're more of a well-rounded basketball player than, like, a— I mean, I, I, Harold Miner's going to catch a stray or like Darvin Ham. But you know what I mean? Like these guys who live above <laughs> the rim, are, they're like dunk. Harold Miner driving around like now. Well, like you got to be kidding me, Randy speak, Clark. Hold on. Speak to, speak to, speak to Georgetown, <laughs> but like Mac McClung. Like you're a yes. slam dunk contest specialist as opposed to being a complete electrifying basketball player. Caitlin Clark's in one category. Harold Miner's in the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know what it is? It, there's a relatability factor. We can go outside and shoot threes right now. I cannot go outside and dunk right now. Yeah. That's kind of what it comes down to for a lot of people. Maybe that is part of the draw. Part of a small part of the draw with Steph. You can watch what he does and then you can go outside and try to practice it. Right. I would watch Jordan dunk growing up. The only way I could come close to that was lower the hoop to seven feet. Right. Put the recycling bin upside down next to the hoop and then go running and jump off the recycling bin, launch, slam dunk. Hold on How to the. How many times did you go to the hospital as a kid? You re- you got a running start on a trash can. Uh, it was the recycling bin was more of a like a, holding it like a tray. It was not like a the big trash can you see okay. now. Okay, it was more like a like a box. Something that could still move plastic. though, and you would so plant? you flip it upside down. So I would run and oh, I plant yeah. off that and I dunk on seven feet. That's and amazing. like that was how you would do it. But that I, you can't relate to. Right. You never related to Jordan. Yeah. Steph's thing. I covered him for years. Going on the road. People would show up as the building opened because they wanted to watch the warm-up routine. Steph's warm-up routine, the dribbling, the shooting, and then the tunnel shot that was at Oracle and whatever he would do on the road, people showed up just for that. I put Shaq in this conversation now that you mention it because the times I got to see Shaq as a kid, it was get there for warm-ups. Don't want to miss a second, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I put Shaq in that group too. Very nicely done. Can another all-time great women's basketball pull off a massive upset? 
You don't want to miss it next. Carlin versus Joe with Randy Scott, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is an all-timer. Cardi. This is a jam. This is your call? Who picked this? I messed up. I hit the wrong thing. What are you you talking about? Please tell me. This is a great song. This is my senior year of high school. Perfect. Perfect anthem for that summer. That summer was this song... Uh, Len, Steal My Sunshine. Oh, that's a jam. A lot of Britney Spears and NSYNC. And what was the big, um, oh, I had something else for that summer that was real big. What year was this? American Pie came out. I graduated the year American Pie came out. Oh, so I've always had a great, I've always loved that cast because that movie came out and then you're in college a couple years later, it releases the first year back. And then like, as everyone's getting married, they released that movie as well. Okay. Wait, what was that movie? Cause that, that soundtrack was great. There's a Blink-182 song, all the small things or something like that was on that soundtrack. What do you mean? What movie? It's American Pie. No, no, no. I already said it. No, I said what song was on the soundtrack. My bad. Did I I miss Blink? Blink was in, Blink was in the movie. Yeah, Blake was in the they movie. Were? My, they were the three guys on the computer watching when Jim had the webcam oh set up. Oh my god! And they were yeah, the three guys the way, with the monkey. Jim's going to jail if that happens now. Yeah, that was not a movie. Shady. Yeah, not a movie that would. Uh, a lot he, of those scenes wouldn't play well in the current yeah, and environment. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do well in jail. I don't think you could take a lot of what happened in the '90s and just eliminate it from the current lexicon. Yeah. So how old? So you're class of '99 in high school. Class of '99. Okay. All right. We're about the same age. I was class of 2000. No big deal. So that the whole point was to get that in. <laughs> no, I just remember. I remember clear as day where I was watching that movie, feeling the same angst of like we're going to college and, da, 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 and we're gonna are we still gonna be friends and all this stuff. Still friends with those guys. Group chat, all of it. How about you? Well, yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. A couple of them a little too liberal with the jokes on Instagram. It's like you notice in the messages, what? just constantly bombarding oh. me with what they think is funny. Yeah. Let's let's. Let, let's let's Let let's breathe. let's raise the percentage of success rate here. Let's not fire nine oh, a day. Dang. Let's All fire right. a good one. And if I give you yeah. the the multiple face laugh emoji yeah, yeah. in return, yeah. then in a couple days, fire another one. My nickname in the group chat and just in life is either Rob Deer or uh, Mickey Tettleton because <laughs> there's a lot of big swings, not a lot of connections, not a lot of home. But 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 when there's when I make contact, home run. Everyone's right, loving it. it. Tune in the college basketball action tomorrow as Alabama hosts Texas A and M. Chris Carlin will be on the call, nice. presented by Robin Hood. Coverage begins at 1130 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Let's get to good bet, bad bet. We've got the odds. Want a bet? Oh, great. Is it a good bet? I like those odds. Or is it a bad bet? Take my money. Take it off. Evan Wilner. 
producer extraordinaire, welcome to the show. You will be presenting the good bet, bad bet options for Randy Scott and myself when you are ready. Go ahead. All right. Sabrina Inescu to beat Steph Curry in their one-on-one three-point challenge. Steph, uh, Sabrina Inescu plus 160. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Joe? <sighs> They're doing this from the uh, gentleman's three-point line. She said, basically, I don't give a you-know-what. She'll shoot from anywhere. I love that confidence. I would take Sabrina in this one. I feel as if she's coming in with nothing to lose. I feel like Steph has quite a bit to lose in this matchup. You give me plus 160, no defenders, three-point line, I'll take Sabrina and ask you here. Not enough value for me. You need a little bit more? Yeah, I need a little bit more. So okay. I'm, I'm going to take Steph. It's one thing to practice that. It's another to have a three-point contest at that. You know how many shots you get up in a three-point contest? A lot. That's a ton. Yeah. You know, st- tired arms, the whole thing. Uh, and I think it's going to hit both of them. I think Steph's going to have tired arms as well, but I'll, I'll take Steph. Okay. Over. Yeah, got to turn the microphone on. I learned that. Yeah, welcome. Over 363.5 in the NBA All-Star game for the total. Over 363.5. Total is 363.5. Good bet, bad bet, Joe. I, I'm not betting an under in that game. Are you nuts? Yeah. You bet an under in that game, and here's how it starts. Everybody sprints up and down the court on offense. No one gets in anybody's way on defense. They don't even try. They let you do whatever you want. You bet that under and you sit there counting the seconds, doing division nonstop, trying to figure out where your pace is. That is an over or a pass. Yeah. I can't, you can't bet it under there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, like an I'm, over in an Army-Navy game. <laughs> I'm a big medium pace guy. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over on it. Last night regulation, it was uh, Warriors and, and Jazz. It was a combined two seventy seven, and that was in regulation. This is an All Star game. Even less defense. They're going back to the old format. No, I'll take the over. God, the defense. I mean, they they ratchet up in the playoffs, but the de- regular season defense is just. I watched that game last night. Somebody get in front of somebody. No. Once every four or five times. I'm not asking for it on no. every possession. <laughs> Therese Halliburton to win the three-point contest in his own home arena, 5-1. to one. Good bet, bad bet, Joe. Too much pressure. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was 9-1. to one. Tyler Fulgham gave that out on ESPN Bet Live yesterday. I thought that was interesting. He got bet down to 6-1. to one. I don't have a real handicap for this. I will say we don't have it in the list, so I'll, I'll let everyone know now. I would pay, play Mac McClung in the, in the dunk contest. Minus 200. He's Minus a favorite. Two? Minus 200, but think about it. He's pretty much a professional dunker at this point. He He's not on an NBA team. He won this event last year. All four dunks, he pulled them off huh. on his first try. He got three perfect scores. The Good va- luck. Okay, but the value, though, minus 200. It, I'll play it, it. Okay, all right. I've, I've that's, laid, I've that's laid not, way greater than that. The, the, the question is Halliburton plus 500. Yeah, now, that's a I, completely different thing. I don't think there's enough value with it. I don't think it's going to be damn. I'm looking at the at the participants. I'll, I'll take a Jalen Brunson. I don't know what the, what the odds are there. Maybe even a, maybe even a cat. I don't know. Cat's not bad. Yeah, cat at night at plus nine hundred is pretty good. So no, no, that's a bad, bad bet on uh, Halliburton. Jim Harbaugh is the favorite to win Coach of the Year at plus five fifty. Good bet, bad bet at this point, Joe. It's a bad bet. Plus five fifty is really short for an award like this. Really short. Mm. Harbaugh is an excellent coach. He's going to do a very good job. Is he going to do a good job in year one? As in, what's our expectation here? If Harbaugh goes 9-8, and eight, that's probably pretty good. But some of the voters might be, well, Jim, we thought you were going to win 12 games. They got a salary cap situation. They got a defense situation. They got guys on offense that are aging. Austin Eckler's a free agent. Keenan Allen, not getting any younger. I would say bad bet. Maybe they start 0-2, price goes up, then you can get involved. I mean, they were 5-12 and 12 last year. Yeah. So if they improve by four wins, that's not enough to get a coach of the year? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I, yeah, it, yeah, I agree. Plus five fifty is short. It, it it really is. And you know he's going to do a good have job. Thirty two, you know, ostensibly thirty two candidates. Um, I you know I'll, I'll say good bet on that because I, okay. I really do feel like he's going to boost Justin Herbert as well. Jaden Daniels um, was the second pick in Field Yates' mock draft. He was the second pick in Mel Kuyper Jr.'s first mock draft. So Jaden Daniels plus one sixty to be the second pick of the draft. Good bet or a bad bet? It's good value. Go ahead. It's good value, but it's a bad bet. I think, I think I don't think Washington's making that pick. That's the thing. So you you have to look at who's making. But it doesn't that have pick. to be Washington if he just goes two. No, no. no. So you look okay. at who's. But I mean, but uh, you still have to look at fit, right? You still have to look at who's going to make that okay. pick. It's not going to be. Well, I firmly believe it's not going to be Washington. You like Washington at number one. If it's Chicago, is Chicago trading out of Williams to then take another quarterback? I would say no. Could you imagine them doing that? I've heard people pitch that, and I keep thinking to myself, "You're gonna." You're going to do whatever you do with Fields. Yeah. And then you're going to pass on Williams to draft someone else. They're not going to take a quarterback. It's the ultimate Chicago Bear move. I mean, I think probably it's what likely will end up happening. First of all, I think Drake May is the second quarterback off the board. So I think oh. he, I think he leapfrogs Daniels anyway. Not a fan of what Field Yates and Mel Kuyper have to say. No, I, see. I mean, I, they, they, what do they know? Right, right now in February when we're talking about a late April draft, I think there's enough time for for the Drake train wow. to really get going. It's been a big few days for Drakes, and I feel like Drake May is going to go ahead and ascend to that second spot. I will throw this out there at one point. Marvin Harrison Jr. to go second overall was sixteen to one. What's that it? is now four to one. Ah, because man. do the logic. If yeah. Chicago trades with Washington and Chicago goes back one spot, yeah. and they don't go quarterback, who's it going to be? You give Field someone to throw to. Marvin Harrison with DJ Moore, yes. fantastic. Yes, four to one. I don't think that's great. That price, I don't know. With Dayton Daniels at plus one sixty, if you bet it, I don't think it's the end of the world. What else we got? All right, last one. We've been talking a little golf here with the uh, Genesis going on and Tiger in it. How about this one? Victor Hovland, 14-1 to to win the Masters. A little Masters action early on, Joe. Good Hmm. bet, bad bet. Who won the Masters last year? John Rahm. Rahm. The year before, Scotty Scheffler. Okay. 14-1. to Hovland has been... Has he gotten a major yet? No, but he won the FedEx Cup last year, and he was great in the Ryder Cup. He has been so close. He is like Mr. Top 5 in these events. 14 to 1, no. I would rather see something like 20 to 1. I would rather see 21. But you know what? If you got 14 to 1 in your pocket with Hovland, I think you're going to be in decent shape. It's it's yeah. not a full field. It's not 170 guys or anything like that. It's not. No. And and he did finish so strong last year. I, I don't know what the indicator is for success at the Masters. Is it early season success? Is it paying attention, you know, to the Genesis yeah. at, at the Riv and stuff? Yeah. So, so two years ago, Sky Sheffield was red hot, won the. Masters, I think it was his fifth win of the year at that point. Like okay. he was just red hot last year. Rom, same thing, got yeah. off to a great start. So, and then so is Hovland doing that? So current form, very important, is what you're saying. Yes. So horse what, for the course, current form, two things you always want to look at. Horse for the course. Yeah, no, I like a little wordplay. Yeah. I'll take it. Give no, me, that's yeah, what I'll take a 14 to 1 on Hovland. It's probably down to like 9 to 1 by the time they tee it up on that Thursday at Augusta. Okay. The music's over. The music's over. That means. <laughs> I've been waiting all show for this. It's time to talk about Indeed. And it says very specifically, to be read by Carlin if possible. Well, I, Carlin's not here. I so here. I'm going to read. You, would you like to read about no, Indeed? I, you've been looking forward to it. You do it. I want to read it just to spite Big Boy. <laughs> and Indeed, you got yourself a new pitch man here. One who's lost half his voice already. It's the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates. And there's no better way to do that than through Indeed. The hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. 
Nix the hassle. Start hiring at Indeed.com slash credit. Carlin, eat your heart out. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio. Are you ready? Live from the heart of downtown Detroit, Michigan. The Detroit Lions select. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 25th. The NFL Draft is now officially open. The countdown rolls on. The 2024 NFL Draft on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. Nicely done, Nick Cardi. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The big man's out. He is calling tomorrow's Texas A&M Alabama game, Saturday, 1130 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio. So in his stead, the venerable Randy Scott. You look great today. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate that. I don't know about venerable. Uh, I don't, I don't even know, know what it means. It just I don't know about good. looking great. But it, no, this is always so fun, dude. And then like when we sat in our pre-show meeting, I was like, oh, man, like you're playing hurt. Yeah. Your voice is a little... It's a little scratchy, and I was like, "Is he gonna muscle?" And he's muscling through. We're a home stretch. We're gonna land this bird. My entire family is just coming at me at every turn, trying to take me down. Is Everyone's that what it coming is? in sick. They don't feel good. There's oh, no no rest for the it's weary. Like a here. Zombie movie. Yeah, they're just so constantly come out. Like pulling at it, it, you. Everyone's. Uh, you, you are you okay? Does anyone actually care? We're gonna oh. we're, we're gonna go back to the salt mines one way or another. Oh, there are no sick days. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, dude, half the week, half the week, I'm solo dad O'Brien. Right, I'm one on three with my kids. <laughs> And if they get sick, it's inevitable. I will get sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, my, my thing is, like, do I send them back to their mom's house sick? That'd be kind of cool. But That'd I be don't, awesome. But I don't do that. They arrive at my doorstep. It's like, here's his amoxicillin or whatever. I'm like, oh, what has he got? You know, and I'm hoping, like, <laughs> ear infection? Like, something that I'm not going to Something catch. that won't be passed along yeah. so easily. Yeah, but you love him anyway. All right. Yep. yep. We're legally required to. <laughs> uh, Randy Scott, Joe, Fordball Carlin versus Joe ESPN Radio. You made an interesting comment in the last segment. We were going through a lot of different topics. You firmly believe the Washington Commanders will not be drafting at number two overall, which is where they are currently slotted. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah. No, and they're you going, believe that because... They're going to number one. Um, uh, Let's see. What can I say here? Uh, I know a couple people uh, out oh. west. Oh, a little Kendrick Perkins sort of sourcey sourcers information. Just like here. a couple people in the orbit of Coach Cool, and he deserves a lot of credit, more than he's getting, for what impact he's had on Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams was a Heisman Trophy winner before he got there. Yes, fine. Caleb Williams is a better NFL prospect, will be, and a better NFL quarterback because of, in part, what Cliff Kingsbury has drawn out of him, how he's drilled him how he has prepared him for the next level, all of it. You cannot argue Cliff Kingsbury's impact in a positive way on quarterbacks. 
Kyler Murray is a worse NFL quarterback now that Cliff is gone. Now, Kyler Murray can't stay healthy, something that I don't think Williams is going to have a problem with. My understanding was and is and remains Cliff Kingsbury will be coaching Caleb Williams at an NFL level. I think that starts this season. I think Washington is within striking distance of that top pick. I think Caleb Williams is also has a circle around him. I think his uncle's involved. I think his dad's involved. Um, the, he has a circle around him where they could make it difficult for the Bears to draft him. They could make it clear that he doesn't uh. want to go to Chicago. I don't know that Washington is going to interfere in that way. Certainly not in any way that could be traced back to the Washington franchise. This is extremely reckless. I'm just saying I think – no, no. I'm just saying I think there are there's enough there there to say that Caleb Williams will do what is necessary to not play in Chicago next season and instead play for his hometown franchise, Washington, who will pop, probably even make a, you know a godfather offer to the Bears with the backing of saying, hey, he don't want to play for you anyway. But we will still swap first-rounders this year and maybe next year and the year beyond that. This is the same franchise that gave away three number ones for RG3. Right. And if RG3 stays healthy, that's a good deal. Yeah. Right? That's, that's <laughs> what people forget about. People make fun of that and they say, oh, Washington gave away you know, the future of their franchise and three magic beans for RG3. No, I mean, they had a guy who was electric. He just couldn't stay on the field in part because the FedEx – Surface is awful. Yeah. And took his ACL. I love that. I'm coming on radio today, and look, I, I talked to a guy. Washington is planning on strong-arming Chicago <laughs> into training not, the pick. <laughs> it's not that. It's just, hey, we know you want to be here. We want you here, too. Go do what's necessary to make that happen. So, speaking of Cliff Kingsbury, hired as the Washington Commanders offensive coordinator, spoke with the media earlier this week. Take a listen to what he had to say. What type of quarterback, like the ideal fit, the characteristics, the traits that you want to work with here in Washington? Uh, the Chiefs quarterback? That'd help. <laughs> no. Um, I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays with your feet, move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and yeah. um, buy yourself some time. Caleb can do that. Do you think he takes that job? He was talking to the Raiders, and then he leaves for the Commanders. Do you think there were discussions prior to him coming on board about how the Commanders plan to attack the draft? I think in part it was also his own coaching staff. I think um, I don't think it was a necessarily a head-to-head issue with Antonio Pierce in Las Vegas. I think Cliff had an idea of who he wanted to round out his staff, who his run game coordinator wanted to be, who his passing game coordinator wanted to be understanding that everyone is is funneling upward to yeah. cliff kingsbury he's gonna have ultimate say he's gonna have play calling duties and what have you but i think he wanted the right guys in the right positions and i think antonio pierce was loyal to the guys that he coached with last season i think antonio pierce you know it's his first shot at a head coaching job he wanted to have his fingerprints on the program whereas i think washington was willing to give cliff more leeway i also think for as much as Vegas needs a quarterback of the future, they were not going to mortgage their franchise and go up and get Caleb. I think Washington will do that, and perhaps that mortgage is uh, better terms because they're just climbing up one spot from two to one. Get as aggressive as you need to. If you bring Kingsbury in, you have someone who has very intimate knowledge of Caleb Williams. Like, you're going to go through the whole process, and you're going to work him out, you're going to meet with him, but ultimately, Cliff can tell you everything you need to know. If Cliff comes in and is like, yeah, this kid really is generational— and Cliff's played quarterback, let's be honest. He yeah. knows the position. He oh, played yeah. in college. He played in the pros. Mm-hmm. He's coached Patrick Mahomes. He's coached Kyler Murray. He's coached Caleb Williams. He's been around the block. He understands the position. If he's sitting there telling you this kid's the real deal, give up everything that needs to be given up to go up and get him. 
because there are the haves and the have-nots in the NFL. And if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going anywhere. Look at Atlanta. Atlanta's got a pretty good team. Atlanta was somewhat laughable throughout the second half of the season because they couldn't play quarterback to save their life. Kansas City has one of the best to ever do it, and all they do is stack championships. There are a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC that can't get past that guy, but their franchises are relevant and in contention. Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, because they have quarterbacks. Don't screw around with it. Don't overthink it. Don't say, well, you know what? We can hang tight for Jaden Daniels, and he's still just close to his good, and then we can keep the assets. If the kid's generational, you give up everything you need to give up because there's no guarantee those picks hit elsewhere. It's a big, it's a big if. You know, the last generational quarterback was, was Trevor Lawrence. Is he generational right now? Right now, no. Right? No. You know, the one before I still that think was... they're probably feeling pretty good about him, but I think we're all looking at him like, all right, dude, next yeah. year's the year to step up. The one, the, you know, the one before that was Andrew Luck, and that hit. Okay, but like, there's a 50-50 hit rate on first-round quarterbacks going back 20 years. 50-50. And, and, and hit rate being somebody who survives to a second contract. Not, not a Super Bowl champion, not even a conference champion, whatever it is. I mean, Josh Allen is a hit. Yeah. And he, you know, he has put up MVP caliber numbers, but he has not, you know, gone to a Super Bowl yet. Gone to a Super Bowl, let alone win one. We're talking about a hit rate of someone who survives to their second contract, and I'm telling you, it is 500 at best. A 50% success rate, whether that's taken first overall or taken 32nd overall. God, this Bears storyline is fascinating. Oh, my God. And the Bears are going to drag this out so long. No matter what, there's going to just be outrage over what they do. It's going to be hilarious. In a seven-year span, they will have taken a different quarterback ahead of Patrick Mahomes and possibly passed on Caleb Williams. In a seven-year span for the same franchise. Buddy. All while still not having a single 4,000-yard passer or 30-touchdown yes. guy in their franchise history. Yes. Fascinating. Tune in Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern for Freddie and Harry's Black History Always NBA All-Star Special. I was talking to Freddie about that earlier. Should be fantastic. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fornball. Speaking of quarterbacks, wait until you hear what the greatest quarterback of all time said about his time in New England. We were blown away by this earlier. That's next. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, uh, including on TuneIn. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Friday, great to have you with us alongside Randy Clark. My name is Joe Fordenbaum. You serious, Clark? Not proud of that <laughs> moment. And I sound awful. Here's you don't t- sound that bad. Tom Pell on Twitter. Someone give Joe Fordenbaum a cough drop and some water. Nope, not in this place. We're slug and water, man. Slug and water. I had tea with honey earlier. That did literally yeah. nothing. No. We offered. He declined. You got a little Joe Cocker we- going. You got a little Bob Seeger. Going? There's a little edge to me today. They get a little Kings of Leon going. <laughs> Randy Scott, Joe Fordenball, Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you so much for checking us out today. Uh, you came in today very excited. Apple TV, 
What are they yeah. premiering? This is a Patriot thing. What is this? And I don't like the Patriots. No. And we're not supposed to say that, but no, this is it's Dynasty. <laughs> it was the Dynasty? Is it called The Dynasty? It yeah. can't be called Dynasty on Apple TV we already Plus. Have one of those. It's not, yeah. Uh, it's although soap opera of elements. Um <laughs> and it's and for me I'm fascinated by it because you know, they're the they're the the Death Star, right? Like they're the bad guys of the NFL for a lot of my fandom. Um Going back to the, the to the tuck rule, it's you know, a huge portion of our lives. Going back to the tuck rule, which was a rule so bad it was later repealed, and the entire Patriots dynasty is built on it. But like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to Raider belabor fan. that point. Um, so, but it's 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 getting some real uh, extended sound bites from people who made it a practice and a personality really to not give them for years. So Belichick is on camera. Brady, Garofalo, Garofalo, Janine Garofalo, Garofalo. <laughs> Ah, uh, there you go. Is this is it just one episode or is it a multi? Is it a series? Do I we know what this is? Think it's a series. Yeah, it's multi episodes. Yeah. So to me, I got to be honest. You've been in here two, three days this week. Yeah. You've had the answer to every question I've asked. It's you realize that it's helpful. You're like eight for eight. It's very helpful. I don't even know if you're actually right. But as long had, as you say it, like you know it, it. yeah, say it, it confidently. He has had confident answers. I want to say it's. I want to say it's ten, but that might be the last dance in me thinking it's like that. But I know okay. it's multi part. It's multi-part, um, and dude. Thank so you, Cardi. Nicely done. You've talked about how you covered, you know, the Warriors out in San Francisco. Yeah. For me, I was at Nesson before I was at Boss or before I was at, at ESPN. So I'm up there for the call up, and they're like, "Well, that was Nesson was a call up for me." But they were like, "Hey, you know, they almost apologetic. Like, do you want to you cover the Patriots? Like, we have somebody. You know, we have Heidi Watney." On the on the Red Sox, we have uh, we have uh, Catherine Tappan on the Bruins. Like, oh, this is an all star cast. Oh, it was amazing back then. But they, but they, what they, year is this? They, this is 2010. They were like, so the Pats went to the Super Bowl. Why would they have asked the, you the so Bruins won the cup about the Patriots? Because because we so Nesson is owned by the Bruins and the Red Sox, so that is oh, front and center. Okay, so they're like, do it. you want the Celtics? I was like, yeah, the big three still there. You know, LeBron's still with the Heat. Like, we're, like, yeah, we're doing some things. Let's go to these games. So I would go to the Pats every, a couple times a week, every week. You go to media availability, all that stuff. You go to the games. And they were awful. They were awful to deal with. I hated it. I loved the job. I loved the fact that, like, I get to make money doing this. This is crazy. But they made the job unnecessarily difficult. Brady would have his media veil at his locker. When he could have had it at the podium, we could all got a clean shot. We wouldn't have had to pile on each other. But he went out of his way, kind of grinned while he did it. Belichick, you know, clipped and short and made you dread asking questions and I, all that stuff. So to me, this Dynasty series is a chance to finally get intel, finally get info, candor, out of what has been the NFL's North Korea for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? North Korea. No, but they're a dictatorship. <laughs> they bully the media. They only tell you what, you what they feel like you deserve to get. We all are doing jobs here, but like you are less than covering that team, or you were while Belichick was there. I think that changes with Gerard Mayo as the head coach. I know it changed once Brady was gone. Like There's some things that have gotten better, but this is an insight behind the wall here. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. So there's a quote from this. So you have not seen any of this yet. Just the sizzle reels. The sizzle reels. Yeah, that's it. There's a quote here. This is from Brady. Quote, me and Coach Belichick, we did what we loved and competed for 20 years together. This is in an interview uh, on a review from Chad Graff of The Athletic. So Chad Graff of The Athletic, he wrote this piece. Back to the quote. But I wasn't going to sign another contract with the Patriots, even if I wanted to play until I was 50. Based on how things had gone... I wasn't going to sign up for more of it. That's Brady speaking about the end of his time with the Patriots. Graf goes on to write that Belichick's coaching style was depicted as, quote, dictatorial. Dictatorial? Yeah. 
I feel like any way I say that, I should have practiced that. I feel like I may have just made a huge faux pas right there. No, How no. do you say that word? Uh, Are you even going to bother? I think I would, I, would, I would talk my way into dictatorship or like he was a dictator as opposed to dictatorial. Dictatorial doesn't I mean, sound like it's correct. You can't get around it without starting it the way it sounds. It's, it's like every it's childish individual on earth, including you and me, yeah. realize this is so problematic right now. Oh, I swim in these waters all the time. But dude. I feel like that is how that word is meant to go. Is that not how that word's meant to go? I feel like if I say it again, that's where we're going to get... We're going to have problems. I, th- I think we're both making the mistake. Dictatorial. Look, yeah. Dictatorial. Why are we emphasizing okay. the tate in the middle, the dictatorial? Well, Why, I, think I don't emphasize... think that's how the word was meant to be emphasized. I think the first part's problematic. I don't I... want to emphasize the first part anymore right. either because that, right. that feels like I, there's going to be an email and or a meeting coming. That's fair. Let's talk well, about I've a... had enough meetings. Let's talk week. about it more. <laughs> okay. Let's skip through it. Let's call it. Um, what's a word we could sub in there so that I can start this again without Controlling. saying that? Controlling. We're going to use the word controlling. controlling. We're going to paraphrase here. Yeah. Starting again, Graf wrote that Belichick's coaching style was depicted as controlling yeah. in the show with longtime wide receiver Wes Welker comparing Brady to an abused dog for continually going back to work for Belichick. Oh, wow. Wes Welker getting involved there. Wu-Tang Wes. Welker getting involved. Huh. Comparing Brady to an abused dog for continually going back to work for Belichick. Yeah, but that's like that a, bad, huh? That's like a best in show dog, though. You know, like Brady, like, you know, Brady had had some autonomy in that building, right? But everybody answered to the same, you know, higher voice, loudest voice, you know? I mean, everybody served at the Belichick altar. I, I, I get that. Belichick would go out of his way to criticize Brady in film sessions. Teddy Bruschi has said this. Damian Woody has said this. To make sure that everyone on the roster understood, if I can go at 12, none of you are safe. Okay? Like, none of you are safe. You you rule by that. You rule with fear. You rule with, like, your job security is very much on the line. Julian Edelman makes a joke about Rex Ryan. I will bench him in the playoffs. And they lost that game. Belichick was not afraid to go noseless despite his face. Sure. It happened. <laughs> noseless. It happened. Tune in Sunday night for the 2024 NBA All-Star Game live from Indianapolis, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Belichick, uh, it's not going well for him He's these not, last few years. I guess As more and more information comes out, it, it, it strikes me he might not have been the easiest guy to work with. I get the impression this is not – he's get, Who's he going to be in Last Dance Parlance? Is he going to be like Jerry Reinsdorf? Oh, man. Is he going to be Pippin? Like, he's not going to come off well. I can say that. I feel pretty you confident feel like, in saying like that. Like, when we all come away from watching this, it's going to be like, wow, Belichick does not look good. I think Brady's going to come off sympathetic, and I think Belichick's probably going to come off as like the source of that, that sympathy. I don't need Brady coming yeah. off as sympathetic. Is he going to be more like Jerry Krause? Like, remember, Jerry Krause, because of what happened in the Last Dance, like, we talked to this a couple weeks ago, they booed him when he was being honored into the Ring of Honor with his wife there. Is that going to be Belichick years down the line? Is he going to be booed when they finally honor the you know anniversary of these championship teams? That was all-time disgraceful, by the way, that booing. Yes. What are we doing? Oh, with his widow in attendance, yeah. yeah. What, what, what are yeah. we doing? That's what we're booing? We're choosing to boo that in Chicago? Chicago, I got news for you. There's a lot you can boo right now. Top to bottom, you can boo almost everything you got going on. The White Sox... I don't need to go any further. The Blackhawks, you got Bedard, but that is still a disastrous situation. The Bears, I think we all know how that's going to play out. <laughs> what else we got? The Cubbies, they'll yeah. be all right this year. They'll be entertaining. And the Bulls. 
Which, the White Sox are going to be terrible. The White Sox are going to be awful. The White Sox had the third so lowest win total. Who are the two lower win totals? Can anyone guess? The two teams with lower win totals in Vegas than the White Sox. Oh. Oakland A's. Nationals? Oh, not the Nationals. Good try. Oakland A's for sure. Oh, my God. I feel like that's low-hanging fruit with Royals? the way they're doing business. Royals? Not the Royals. Think I, it through. Uh, Put it like this. They, Rockies? Rockies? Boom. Nicely oh, okay. done. Okay. I it's feel a beautiful bad, ballpark there. They I've can't never, win yeah. anything. I got to get my kids out to Denver, man. We got to experience some, beautiful. Yeah, we do the we do the Florida side. And Florida's great, but like we got to go somewhere they haven't been. Florida, we did California last year. Good times. SoCal, San We're Diego, in California. San Diego. Dad's out in La Jolla, the zoo. slumming it. Did the zoo? You've did the midway? The, yeah. We we seen Top Gun Maverick like eight times. My dad was a fighter pilot. Did we talk about this? I, no, we didn't talk about this, yeah. but I saw this ad nauseum on social media. Oh, my bad. Um, don't worry. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, well, okay. I'm, I'm well up to speed. <laughs> you came off Top Gun with all types <laughs> of I analysis. I love Top Gun, dude. Oh, Thanks. my God. How did he, did he, what did he think? Dad loved it. He loved it? Yeah, for sure. Accurate for sure. representation. All yeah. right. Randy Scott, Joe Fornball, <laughs> Carlin versus Joe. That's it. I guess that's the show. That's how it's going. That's the show. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.